Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Uh, this is Chertong here. And this is Hui Yi. And as, as, per, as usual, actually, I am a full-time actor as well as uh, I used to work in digital startups. Wait, digital startups? No, I used to work in digital, digital marketing in a long, marketing. for a few years. Yep. And I am still chilling, <laughs> waiting for my next job. Doing so your side gigs. Yeah, just reading here and there. Yeah. Nothing much. Yeah. But this week, both of us did something new for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was actually thinking at what got us into into doing this. I don't know. Is Do you, you remember? In, you intro me one. Oh, you, okay, you okay. introduced it to me. Okay, then in that case, it's my friend who introed me this uh, side hobby or side hustle that uh-huh, we're doing, uh-huh. uh, given that we did an episode on side hustling. So both of us became a Grab Hitch driver. Indeed. <laughs> I did my first Grab Hitch today for the first time. Yes, yes. For, uh, okay, actually for those who are not in Singapore, maybe you know don't have access to the Grab app, uh, that's only less than 10% of you, I believe. But uh, in essence, uh, Grab Hitch is just a, a, a ride-sharing app that allows you to, you know, as long as you have a driving license, you're able to, you know, uh, start driving, fetching other people from point A to point B. And this is not sponsored by Grab at all. Yeah, <laughs> they should totally not. sponsor us. But anyway, like, so how I got into Grab Hitch was also because the Tong intro Grab Hitch to me. La, so maybe yeah. we just wanted to ask. Tong, like, um, how's your experience with Grab Hitch so far? Yeah, I really went in thinking that it would be something like, you know, uh, a social experience, like going there and meeting, you know, new people. And, and it's interesting, um, out of the three Hitch rides that I've taken on, I think only one person talked to me mm-hmm. in the entire uh, ride session. What the rest. Talk about? Uh, we talk about different things, like, uh, we're just talking about, you know, whether she's working there and whether, you know, I'm. Uh, which industry they work for and we chatted a bit about Singapore and I found out that you know because she didn't used to study in Singapore so she carries with her a very strong uh, strong English accent I think I'll call it mm-hmm. and yeah it's quite interesting that although the journey was only like 15 minutes the car ride was uh, 15 minutes long but yeah we shared quite a few things for each other but um, yeah yeah. so it was interesting and that was the only time that I get to experience the social aspect of the graphics right do you exchange numbers <laughs> <laughs> no we didn't we didn't this, this, this is not Tinder right this is the graph hitch oh, is not I the next know, Tinder I don't know just asking <laughs> I see, I see. What, about, what about your experience uh, yeah I did it for the first time today actually because I was mm. kind of heading from the west to east and then thought like at the same time why not just make some extra cash yes. you know okay I picked up this uh, one uh, lady and then like um, so I was also discussing with Zetong just now is that like when she got into my car right then is that um, throughout this whole trip I really drove so carefully <laughs> like I was just thinking like like for her to entrust her life to me right it's yes. like does she know that I'm doing Grab Hitch for the first time you know <laughs> it's like, like because I think is that I was amazed at how simple it was to actually be a driver on Grab Hitch. Like mm. I just had to give my driver's license and then um go through some like tutorial on like some privacy questions. Very concerns. simple, yeah, very simple yeah. question there, yeah. And I go on to it already. Then essentially Ma I mean you are entrusting your life to someone who's driving on the road, right? Yes, yes. Like how you don't even know this person. Like so yeah. like throughout the trip I was like so worried, you know, like I was driving <laughs> so much more carefully than, you know, if I would being alone, you yeah. know, like just without my hands. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, so But you felt restrained. You felt you felt restrained and constrained. Why is it so? Why is that <laughs> like her life is in my hands, you know? It's like <laughs> Okay, okay. Right, so I. But but, but compared to you driving yourself alone, 
Oh, I mean, I would do other things. Uh, like, <laughs> like for example, I would sing very loudly in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually I was contemplating whether or not to do Grab Hitch today because I wanted to sing. But then like... <laughs> well, you oh, always sing in the car. <laughs> yeah. Then like, oh, should I try? Because it's like, quite interesting, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I just tried it anyway. And then like, yeah. again, she sat behind and then uh-huh. ended up like, we didn't talk at all. Yeah, the ride was very quiet. Right? Yeah, very, very quiet. Yeah. And then there was a jam uh, on the road in between also. Okay. Then it's like whenever I checked my um, side windows. Oh, yeah, the real mirrors. Nah, yeah, then yeah, I was yeah. just thinking like, would she think that I'm looking at her? Or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, we, and, and, and I think as first first time uh, Grab Hitch drivers, we have the, the, the consistent fear or like the thoughts in our mind will be like, oh, is the aircon okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the uh, music, it's a playlist okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I wanted to play my own playlist. Then I was just thinking, why she doesn't like it? So let me just <laughs> default to radio anyways, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking like, oh, should I play Chinese, Chinese songs or should I play English songs? Okay, mm, would, they understand, would they understand the Chinese th- songs? Or would they judge my music taste? Yeah. So, okay, okay, there are so many like irrational fears that we have as first time graphic yeah drivers. I also look at my backseat and then like through all like, the pillows to <laughs> whether like, it's clean behind. and tidy yeah, <laughs> it's like, so. yeah all the all the like irrational and like so called stupid fears that we have as a uh, new new and uh, fresh first time graphic yeah drivers. so I thought that was pretty interesting and then like I think I would try and get one more passenger later on my way home la. oh okay so you'll still continue doing graphic uh, yeah but I think like uh, for me, I would just consistently pick up female passengers. La. I okay, think is there a reason why? or just It's just this safety thing. La. I mean, maybe it's my preference to just pick up female passengers. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, just a, I don't know. like um, Because interestingly, on the app, mm-hmm. uh, as graphics drivers, we are able to see the gender of mm-hmm. our passengers. So it allows you to specifically select female yeah. Uh, passengers. Yeah, so you yeah. did that. Uh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, today I picked up a couple with I a newborn. See. So, no, 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 I did not. Grab Hitch is not the next Tinder. Let me repeat that. It is not OK Cupid. It's not like it's Coffee Meets Baker. Okay? I see, I see. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's quite fun. It's how, funny how we only got into Grab Hitch quite late. Yeah. I think, but I mean, for you, you own a car, so it may make sense for you to actually be doing Grab Hitch. And then oh, for yeah. me, I don't. It's like only if I go out once in a while with the car, then yeah. um, then maybe it doesn't make sense for me, la. Yeah, but I only do it like mostly for fun. Like, I don't really see this as like a. I don't think this is like a, a proper side hustle or like a proper hustle. So cause, uh, yeah, yeah cause, because generally the, the the fees on the grab hitch is is actually capped right at a certain amount. We don't see amounts more than like fifteen or twenty. I actually. think uh, I'm not sure. Even yeah. if you travel across so, the country, like from left to right. Oh. So, so I, I think so. if you really want to be, you know, drive for a living or drive for hustle, then you should just sign up as for like a normal grab driver. But there are more restrictions, hire. I guess, if you go for like yeah. the being a legit grab driver. I think you need to go through some like workshops and tests yeah. to make sure you are like a licensed private hire. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. So, so uh, we'll come back next week to see how's your you know next second grab pitch uh, experience. Oh sure, I guess so. I wanted to ask you something, but I forgot. But I guess we can. Move. We can we can save that near the end of uh, the podcast to see if you still remember. If I remember, if there's something you want to ask. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, cool. I remember already. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, it's about Grab Hitch also. Like, I'm just curious, like when your friend introduced Grab Hitch to you, like what made you decide to try it out? Uh, it's just 
it made me oh this is a very typical question that a product manager like who would ask <laughs> like what made you try it out uh, I think it's because the friction uh, uh, to sign up as a grab hitch driver is so little and I didn't know that previously I always thought that you need to go through a lot of hassle like heading down to the office or heading down to spend some physical time to you know verify your car or verify you or verify your license so I felt that it was quite cumbersome and bothersome the signing up process until I learned that it's actually you know as simple as uploading your driver's license so I just wanted to try it out and oh it's quite interesting okay okay now uh, there's another new uh, uh, one more reason for me to use the app to just you know yeah yeah cool Speaking of like going down to their offices and stuff, right? Like for a while, I wanted to experience what's it like being like a grab food delivery person. Oh, okay. Like it's just really to understand how this um like uh, gig economy works. Yeah. But then I would say that I kind of like didn't want to do it anymore after I researched and realized that I still have to pay an upfront fee oh. to actually get like the shirt and the oh, like the bags. Box. Yeah, the bag yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So oh. yeah, so you're right. Like, I mean, doing certain things um, with um, uh, these companies also require some amount of friction which I totally understand because you need some skin in the game right yes. <laughs> like before like um, even you can even do these things yeah. so yeah okay and with that well that we, we totally extended our time to, to catch up for the week and we are going to talk about the um, topic for the week for this episode which is about our overseas experience yeah. in university yeah especially uh we call it noc which is a yeah. nus overseas college which i feel that it's uh it's a unique program that is rare and you don't find it in most universities um i think it depends on which part of the world i guess but then you yeah. are right that it's i don't know like is it rare? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say especially the nature of the program is not only you know to expose you to overseas learning experience. You know you're not there just as a student, you're also there to intern for companies, and this is the beauty of uh, the NOC uh, experience, right? Uh, and it's provided specifically by by NUS. Okay, this this podcast is also not sponsored by NUS anyway. Uh, but yeah, both Hui and I actually went on this program, and we spent uh, a year in uh, the Bay Area which is uh, San Francisco I think likewise you can also do it uh, do this program in many places around the world I think right now there are about maybe 10 10 to 12 places yep yeah so basically NOC is NUS overseas colleges mm. so what it does is that uh, for a period of between 6 to 12 months you actually get to go to a specific country or a specific city to take part-time studies in a partner partner university and also kind of do yeah. full-time internship in companies uh, depending on which part of the world you go to for example if you go to the bay area it would be most likely uh, tech companies um, mm. if you go to New York it'll be more media based companies if you go to India it'll be more of like uh, social related um, companies yeah. Correct, I, I mean sorry social impact yeah that's yeah. what I mean social, social impact enterprises la. Yeah. so mostly there's a different team around different cities that they send their students to and I think we went in our year 3 right? no year 2 Sam 2 year 3 Sam 1 oh sorry <laughs> oh and uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I did a local one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So. Correct, 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 correct. That, and that was uh with uh the previous company that you yeah, joined. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I I I think that this this uh how would you describe it in one line? Let's say if you were to do it in one line, you know, <gasps> we we did this before in in our sharing session about NOC when we after we came back. Oh, really? From there, uh, I said basically said NOC is life changing. I would say uh, the same. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that's fine, and and I feel that you know this your experience, uh, is not only life changing in the way that we get to experience working overseas, right? Uh, we have I have I had American bosses and we had bosses from Israel, Israel right? Yeah. So we we work in a completely different environment, completely different culture. We need to learn to speak uh, differently to our bosses. Like I remember that my American boss like to use a lot of expressions, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, stone in the hand or is it birds in the hand. He likes to use expressions like, uh, you know, um, all these idioms and synonyms that typically people around us in Singapore don't really use. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I got there, I had a like I had a tough time understanding him because he just liked to express so many things in in expressions. And when I told him like, oh, what's that? Then he'll say, oh, it's an expression. He'll call me ZT. I'm like, yeah, it's an expression ZT. Like, I don't really mean what I say. I just say I just meant it as an expression. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that's something that I find fascinating, and I have to you know adapt to the culture early on in in the internship. But I I digress. I wanted to say it's also because uh it's life changing. Because I met you know uh many of the friends that I still keep in contact today, and also you learn that staying with your friends are very very different from uh meeting them for lunch and dinners and gatherings. Like leaving with your friends and knowing them as friends are two completely different things. But then didn't <laughs> you stay in hall in NUS? Like didn't you stay on campus? No, so- it's trust me. Uh, staying in hall is. Is you're still you're still isolated because you still have your own single room and all the public facilities are you know public belong to the hall, but when you're staying as a household, overseas with your friends, like all these nitty gritty things come into play, like who wash the dis- dishes, who does the toilet uh toilet duties, who does you know uh the mopping the cleaning, all these nitty gritty things will come into play, and then you'll be thinking like, why is my friend like that? Why is my friend like that? Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Maybe like maybe let's also talk a bit about like um our experience actually getting over to SV itself and then like what were the things that we did to kind of prepare the house right? <laughs> oh, that's fun. So thing like so, yeah. so yeah, the, at the start maybe you understand how so, did you go? At the start is that we had to I mean get placements in companies first right? Yeah. So uh, some background is that uh. Yeah. Zhenhong and I knew each other since secondary school lah. Mm. Uh, then JC, we went to the same junior college and then uh, university, we both attended NUS. But it, we were all not always <laughs> this close, I yes, think. Yes, yes. Yeah. Only until NOC. Yeah, say. only until NOC. And the thing is that I clearly remember this. Like, I was in some building in NUS and I got into the NOC program. Then I called Zhe Tong, I, I think. Yeah. And then I asked him like, "Hey, I got into NOC." Then like, I I don't know for what reason. Maybe I wanted advice. Oh yeah. I think we chatted, and yes. you might have said that you were also kind of doing the same yes, thing. Yes, I yes, don't yes. remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then you also told me you got in. I yeah. Think. And I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked to learn that you got you got in as well, <laughs> because Hui Yi never came across to me as a person who love or who enjoy doing tech or you know anything about tech or startups. Yeah, I didn't know. So yeah, yeah. So. Since the secondary school time, so I was like, you know, I was completely shocked. Uh, so whereas for me in JC, at least I have a bit of credential of uh, doing some entrepreneurial thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> in school. Yeah. So so yeah, and, and that's how we yeah. started chatting again. So after that, I think we just kept in contact uh, because like for the next few weeks is that we're gonna like apply for companies and then see like where do we get 
placed also because it was then going through that whole process of finding housemates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in the end, like, it just so happened that both of us got into companies which were based in Menlo Park. Yeah, but but actually, I would like like to add one point on yep. the part when even after we got into the program, getting job placement. Uh, it doesn't guarantee you a spot to move over to San Fran because you have to get a job, and getting a job placement, dude, that was like the most stressful part ever in the entire NLC program for me. I think at least because I was rejected by multiple uh, companies. Although we have a list of companies that have chosen to work with uh, mm-hmm. our university, but mm-hmm. uh, they still have to go through a round of uh, um, interviewing and hiring, and I was not getting any offer. I was so like stressful and panicking like throughout that few months of uh, job selection and job hunting. So, mm. but fortunately, you know, I got in somehow. Mm. Uh, magic dust and all. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then we bought, you know, our tickets, right? We arranged for house. Yeah, we yeah. talk about a house. How about the house? I think like and before that, we also tried to like get potential housemates, right? <laughs> Basically, we are selecting from a pool of people who also got into a program like Hui and I. Yeah. yeah. So, I think before like we would even select housemates is, is that the program managers will also like um, get the whole batch to kind of introduce yeah. each other through or, some yeah to get to know each other session yeah. like a quick briefing session yeah and then through that we uh, met, met other people la, and yep. then um, I think we were discussing whether or not to stay with like uh, two basically we were deciding between two groups of friends la, right? okay right. I but guess is that right so. I think so. I think so. <laughs> My memory is a bit like yeah, fuzzy yeah, already. Yeah, I still but can't really remember. Yeah, yeah. So but in the end, we chose. Uh, yeah, the other three people are yes. that we formed a household together with. I and guess. we affectionately call it the Sahara household. <laughs> yeah, because the place that we stayed at, I mean, it's a mobile home, yeah. and the name of that neighborhood is actually Sahara, Sahara mobile, mobile Village. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, then mm. after five of us decided that we would stay together yeah actually I'm curious like basically the five of us consists of Hui as the only female and four guys like didn't your parents say anything about it I actually don't recall like oh, or, or do they not know that you're staying with four guys I really can't remember like <laughs> no I why yeah. would they feel like I think if anything right if they knew that I'm staying with you as someone that I knew for quite some time oh, right, okay. I think it was okay so you use my name <laughs> to <laughs> show your parents so. like, yeah I don't, you know to talk right yeah, yeah, we yeah. know each other since secondary school so it should be okay uh. <laughs> because there was another female batchmate uh, who was Hui's friend currently and uh, she's hold- bearing the grudge that Hui gave, her, gave up staying with her to stay with four guys basically uh, that's the I mean, exact line that she n- said that's the evil story going around but that was not the intention like, <laughs> I did ask her if she wanted to stay together Yeah. Uh, but I mean I made that choice to stay with these people is also because I didn't want to stay near to the office. Uh, yeah, you must explain. Actually, huh? I, I didn't understand. Why? Know, for me, if you, for anyone in Singapore, for anyone, for anyone, you love to stay. No, where, I do not want to. Like, yeah, why? Because I wanted to drive. I wanted okay. to experience what it's like driving, ma. Then if I stay so near to the office, then why do I buy a car? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like, I mean, for me, is that if I go overseas, especially to US, and if I wanted to own 
like a car and yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather have a driving experience you want that complete experience with uh, your house your car your yeah, workplace yeah, yeah. if I actually stay so near then I might as well just walk to office right yeah yeah so so, so, so she deliberately so he deliberately chose a, a city which is about I would say 20, 20 15 minutes, to 20 15 yeah. to 20 minutes yep. drive away yep. yeah 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 which is nice like really really yeah, I really enjoyed like going to work driving every day you know yeah it's not because I want to stay with four guys just (laughs) to clarify just just so that she can drive every day and she did it she really drove every day because the public transport there just is quite bad not say bad it's just infrequent yep Uh, yeah okay okay but how was your experience working there Um, working overseas versus working in Singapore actually to me my biggest takeaway of NOC wasn't really the working experience to be honest but it's really about being in an environment that is really very different from uh, Singapore now why I say that is like I don't know why but then when I'm there right I feel like I always want to learn something new or like uh, read up on a lot of things or go for meetups and like do part-time like I mean side projects on the weekend so there'll be some weekends where I spend all my time at cafes just learning how to code Mm. like so then you know it's like um this kind of experiences I don't know maybe it's just because I'm a student then also then I feel more like motivated to learn but these are things that I don't do as rigorously or like as motivated um as I was yeah. yeah so I think it's like being immersed in this culture where everyone around you is kind of doing the same thing because we also get to kind of like go to um, a partner university there also right mm. then you get exposed to um, students who are also studying there and I think what I appreciated about um, being in like those lessons is that maybe this is just a personal uh, opinion lah but then um, I was never really a fan of class participation oh, okay yeah. Yeah. Oh, by that it means they're raising your hand to answer like questions to, to answer questions or ask questions purely yeah. to get marks yeah for your grades for grades right uh, yeah. oh my god we should totally create another episode for that but yeah. yeah I mean okay I mean it may work for some people but maybe my own experience is that and then maybe it's also because of my personality is that I'm yeah. more introverted mm-hmm. right is that um, I would rather not um, like take part like to be honest but uh, when I was in this partner university right like whenever people ask questions um, I just felt like somehow these questions were much more um, like genuine in a sense like um, people really had the desire to learn I'm not saying that uh, Singapore in Singapore uh, we don't have the desire to learn but somehow it just comes across as much more authentic and genuine questions and I don't know if it's just because of the system because if you make it such that you are incentivized um, to actually get marks for your um, module just because you raise your hand as compared to you being authentic and just wanting to ask questions out of curiosity right? I personally think there is a slight difference between these two oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah. to me is having facing these two types of environment then it just makes me feel that I would be learning a lot more um, when placed in this environment as compared to Singapore la. Mm-hmm. like I mean to be honest also like, I didn't have a very good time in 
NUS itself. Uh. But then I totally mm. understand this is a personal experience. Yeah, yeah. So, Which varies from person to person. Yeah. So for me, I think I really enjoyed learning a lot from um, the students there. The students there, and then also basically, um, if you go for meetups there, like, I don't know about your experience. So, is that um, like people there are very very willing to share. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even people from like competitor companies, right? They can be sharing the same in like information with one another. You know, mm-hmm. it's like to me that that's just so amazing. Like I um, I don't know like maybe I haven't been to enough meetups in Singapore also, but mm. um, there is a difference. Like, and it's not it's not bad, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's more like maybe the ones that I've been exposed to I felt like mm. I learned a lot more from there the and from the, the events, events there, there. Okay, yeah. okay. but there are a few points like maybe first I want to clarify like uh, you know the the grade, mark grading on the class participation over there with the partner university uh, was it also part of the grading system like 30% class participation in a grade to be honest I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot of things okay okay yeah I think because like how, how they set it in back in NUS and it, it sort of like forces or incentivizes the students to, to do that uh, in classes right but that's yeah. point one I think for the meetups wise I actually given I had the same thought as you but I was thinking it could just simply mean that because we have a smaller uh, the tech scene in Singapore is like I'll say more burgeoning and it's more like in the early nascent phase so um it could be that the meetups or the events that you attend in Singapore are less uh, of a more of an early stage kind of a feeling. I would say that if you give it maybe, you know, 10 to 15 more years, it could flourish like the way you see in the Bay Area as well. Because you yourself, I mean, both of us did panel uh, speaking. We gave talks locally in Singapore, tech meetups and stuff. So we're also both trying to contribute. I mean, we tried. I mean, I tried. You are still trying to, to contribute to the tech scene. So I feel that the spirit is still there. It's just that it could be, it could take some years for it to flourish over here. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Lah. It, I mean, both are good. It's just, um, I guess, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's great like mm. for both to have this kind of environment, but maybe it's just a life stage thing also like maybe back to again my point where I was when I was still a student probably I just wanted to learn as much as possible then you know come back like maybe Mm. a bit tired (laughs) a bit (laughs) lethargic to learn from all these like so called like meetups and events yeah yeah. but I think another thing that I really cherish all of this is also the um oh this is sounding cliche now but it's the the friendship really I think the experience that we had uh staying as a household staying with our friends I think to me, it's so much more valuable uh, than the entire program but, itself. Because over there, it, it, okay, because over there, uh, you realise that we don't need much to, to, to be happy or to really enjoy our, our day-to-day lives. Because uh, back then, we are definitely, right now, we are definitely earning way more than we were as, as interns in the Bay Area. And what we had back then was definitely way lesser than what we have today. So, but the thing is, our day-to-day was so... You know, so, so fulfilling, so so fun because like when we were there, uh, we know that there is an end date to it and we try to, you know, live the fullest to it as mm-hmm. much as possible. Like uh, on weekends, I'll go on uh, hikes wherever nearby, we'll try to, you know, do different things and then we'll try to hang out with different people, you know, try to meet new people because we know that our time there is limited, we try to live every day uh, to the fullest. So I, I felt that the period that we had, the time that we spent uh, as a household, felt like 
it's not something that you can get it back uh, as an adult, as a working adult now, if I were to move over over there to work even. Yeah, definitely it would be different lah. But then, um, I also wanted to like, clarify is that it's not that both of us knew the three of them at the start, right? So yeah. we weren't really considered friends to begin with. Yeah. It's more like we are NOC batchmates initially yeah. and then it just so happened that uh, we all kind of worked around the same area that's why we decided to form a household together yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't really recall like how was the process like for us to becoming friends also <laughs> la, but, like, it, it took a lot of uh, quarrels and a lot of fights but yeah <laughs> yeah but then like looking back I don't recall like any much of any awkward moments between the household like I mean oh, even yeah. when we oh, first you mean, started you mean like as like before between strangers and friends yeah okay like so <laughs> mm, like for example the whole house hunting process right yeah I think it was more of like um, because due to some reasons I was in US um, earlier than the four of them yeah then I started to house hunt yes. first and yes. then like I think the very first house that I saw at Sahara is mm. that I, I was like this is it already I really just want this house <laughs> I don't it, care it, it, <laughs> like, it, is, it was brand new and it was quite nice and it's not unfinished most yeah, importantly and then like the seniors so there were the previous NOC batchmates also taking care of uh, like us like the next batch right yeah. then they kept asking me like are you sure you want this house you've only seen one house like no I, I don't care like I really yes this is the house already yeah, yeah. <laughs> then like I don't know why but then I'm not sure if all of you saw the house, but then y'all were just not like, not all of us. I think then, only two of us. Or yeah, then you were like, okay, then let's just get this house. Yeah. You know, it's like because we were already there and we are actually staying in our seniors' living room and we were quite <laughs> embarrassed to stay there for more than a week. So that's why we said yes to all the to any house actually. There yeah, is. and then 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 the process came to actually uh, find the furniture, right? Oh yeah, that was the fun part. <laughs> I didn't find them but then Zetong did so maybe you wanna like Yeah yeah I, I think because we moved into a brand new unfurnished house right and the entire you know apartment is nice except that there's no furniture Uh, so our first day that we moved in we actually the day we got our keys and we paid our deposits we went to you know to get our furniture at Ikea and we rented a giant lorry Uh, the not the kind that you find in Singapore but the very very giant one with like a semi-container at the back Uh, it's called U-Haul in um US. It's so fun. Uh, when we were there, we started buying our mattresses and buying our tables. And on Craigslist, uh, there's also a lot of people who are giving away furniture for free uh, because, you know, there's a remover, like disposal fee for, for heavy furniture or big bulky items. So we took advantage of that and, you know, take, take home, and took home some of the really still sturdy and still still pretty good looking furniture. And but I always remember the first night, man, we spent the day without the furniture. Uh, before we got all the furniture in our house, we 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 ate uh we cooked spaghetti to celebrate our our first new house, and we sat on a piece of I remember it was uh was it a curtain? It was a curtain. We sat on a curtain, and then we eat the the pasta from the pot, yeah. <laughs> and we just sat on the floor to eat that, and that was our first meal in the house, and yeah, really brings back all the memories, man. And then I, I think we lived for the first few days without Wi-Fi. I think I. I oh yes, yes, we have to go out and set up Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then like I remember we were playing Monopoly. <laughs> like, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. You like, see, when there's nothing available to you, simple things like that, you know, can create joy as well. <laughs> Simply because you're so deprived. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Well, then we, our neighbors also like uh, it was this um, couple, and then ah, yeah. uh, the guy worked at Google. Google. I think what was special is that like he invited us to his house to have dinner. I'm for, not sure for Thanksgiving. I wasn't there. Oh yeah, was it Christmas or Thanksgiving? Can't yeah. remember. Mm. But anyway, it was so cool because he had like stick insects. Oh, as pets like so in his aquarium I can't remember but okay. I just recall like seeing him take out his stick in insects oh. and then just showing it to us you know like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah cool. I wonder how, I wonder how they're doing but but yeah that's also a, a nice, nice nice pair of couple that, that we had yeah. uh, I also recall us buying uh, our first Christmas tree mm-hmm. that was the first time I bought my very first Christmas tree Same in my one. entire life yeah. and I never knew you know Christmas trees smell so nice yeah, it, yeah, it was so yeah. nice. I still remember. Uh, I was uh driving my car and we went to the Home, Home Depot. Depot. Yes, and they were during the Christmas season. They were actually placing a lot of our Christmas trees uh, at the car park, and then you just go there and then based on the height of the Christmas tree, you just pick one, and then they'll tell you the price. I I, I don't remember it being expensive. It's probably less than forty dollars, USD. And what's interesting is that they'll help you tie it on top of your car. So it's quite interesting. So they'll uh, wind down the two windows on on the, on the door, and then they'll tie, they'll put the tree on top of the car, and then they'll wrap it up with the rope to to fix it up. And we just like drove the tree back home, and yeah, yeah. And the tree smelled really, really nice uh, during that week of uh, Christmas. So that was fun. We decorated the Christmas tree as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was good times, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so those were the. I, I think all these experiences really made it made the entire program uh worthwhile. Of course, I think, um, just like your uni experience, which might not be pleasant to you, I feel that NOC experience might not be pleasant to everyone. I mean, we are lucky to have really pleasant uh NOC experiences right over the year. Yeah, and then I think one of the other things that I think um we did quite a few of was actually going for hackathons. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. T- tell me about it. I think like I don't know like is it a tech thing but then like I get very excited if I get to collect swag you know like <laughs> yeah swag is just like yeah t-shirts other, with the logo on yeah, it yeah with other company logos on it you know it's like yeah. oh my god yeah uh, yeah back then we were really like collectors of swags yeah I have still have, have like a box of all of them at home la. they're like I think one of the, one of the nerdiest things that I know I did was that we actually went to Las Vegas to actually do a hackathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all things, you go to Las, Las Vegas. Vegas to do a hackathon. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did it because it was sponsored. Yeah, yeah, of course. They sponsored our trip there. Yeah. yeah. And then we had a road trip down where we drove down uh, there. And then we also had the opportunity to visit uh, the office of Zappos. Yeah. Uh, Zappos is an e commerce uh, shoe, shoe, shoe e commerce company. company. Yep. Um, and basically what's well known for that company is basically um, how they treat their customers la. they focus a lot of good customer experience there's actually a book about it also yeah, yeah then like, you just visit the whole campus or, um, on Vegas itself and then it's very open la. it's a very open concept there's no such thing as like um, even Sorry, even the CEO himself, he doesn't have a room. So he basically sits in the same area just like everyone yeah. else. Yeah, the open desk culture. Yeah. So I yeah. think one of the other things that we did a lot was also to visit the offices yeah. of other startups and companies. <laughs> so instead of visiting all the tourist landmarks, we actually treat all these like, you know, tech companies as all these workspaces as our like tourist yeah. sightseeing spots yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, be yeah. so excited to visit like a Facebook campus at Menlo Park yeah, yeah visiting Twitter in SF yeah it's like 
think yeah. I, I mean if you ask like um, what's my favourite office I really can't <laughs> say one like, that's quite a geeky question to ask but yeah, yeah. yeah but do so you have cool. your okay what, what are your what will be your top few offices that you really love I to? really don't know like yeah. um, I think Facebook has a pretty good campus Facebook uh, I haven't been to the Apple one. I mean, the Apple spaceship was only built after we left. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I keep thinking Airbnb, like, for some reason, like... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like, it's a nice I, I space. I thought it was, it because, was quite nice. Because they have all the uh, meeting rooms uh, reenacting the, the popular listings on their website. So, all their meeting rooms will, will look like one of the listings on their website, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one. What and else? of course, all of them, most of them provide free meals. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you just go to the cafe and like you know just just eat until you are damn full. And my company also got provide free meals mm-hmm. <laughs> every Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's these these are one of the com- very very common perks in the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. But actually, speaking of which, right? There's this movement recently. There's this thing of like moving out of the Bay Area of SF as well. I mean, this only happened uh way 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 after Hui and I have left the area. So I was thinking like, you know, potentially SF might not be also as magical as we describe it to be because the cost of living is super duper high and also like um, there are many things you could do uh, outside of SF because uh, after all, you could be inundated or you could be, you know, you could be hit by, I I mean, what what I'm I'm trying to say is that it could be so much, too much of a tech thing, could be too good of good thing. What am I trying to say? But yeah, you roughly get what I'm saying. Do you mean like SF may have too much of the same type of culture? Yeah, same type of culture, same type of people. Uh, to the extent that you might be tunnel vision. I'm just trying to provide a counterpoint about the SF place as well. Yeah, I mean, again, like um, it's everyone's preference, right? Like yeah. some people may like staying in SF, or some people may prefer, let's say, uh, Europe or Australia mm. or whatnot. So it really depends on like, uh, why. Or what for what reasons do you want to move to that specific uh country la? Yeah. Then like um thing for both of us is that we are I guess we are very inspired by technology and then mm. we just wanted to see for ourselves like what um is this hype all about, you know, Silicon Valley and then like seeing it really opened my eyes to like a lot of things la, like yeah. listening to the founders themselves um, of like um, Instagram or like Indiegogo talking about why they did their own startups right I think mm. that was one of the more inspiring takeaway inspirational takeaways for me la. yeah to be able to hear from them mm. and their stories yeah sorry. And, and when you're there you're just so close to all the actions that we read on online let's say uh, you know 500 startups Y Combinator demo days no, they are just they are just like within driving distances away when, when you're in the area and all the things that happen to the rest of the world happen first there. So that's why it's always exciting to be at the at the Mecca of tech la, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, overall like the one year was great, I guess. Mm, like, definitely. So I think one good thing about SF is that like if you drive up to Lake Tahoe you actually get to ski yeah. and then if you drive down towards LA you get the beaches yes <laughs> yes. Like you get the best of both, both worlds, worlds I guess and the temperature is always you know cooling aircon not too cold just cooling aircon about 20-21 degrees Celsius throughout the entire year there's one thing that you can do in US but, and then you can't do it in Singapore ever which is I don't know Coggy Beach Day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
Hui's Hui is like a, her, her biggest soft spot is corgi. Oh my god, you know, you get to go and then see 500 corgis <laughs> like all in a beach. <laughs> it's heaven to Hui. Oh yeah, so me and two other friends are yeah. not my housemates. Yeah, like, yeah. We three of us drove down for a one day trip from um, like Mountain View to LA just LA, to attend. Just to- the Kogi um, event. Kogi Beach Day. I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the Kogi event. Yeah, and then like, oh we, I think we spent five hours um per per trip actually. So in total, we traveled ten hours that day. So you drove ten hours for a event like, that lasted how long? Yeah, I don't know, two hours or something. <laughs> okay. It's just to see five hundred Kogis, you know. And the on the same at the same time in the beach together. Yeah, you yeah. just grab them. And <laughs> you just stay for those. And then and I I saw this like celebrity Kogi. Kogi. Oh, basically Instagram fame, Insta famous. Corgi. Yeah, like a collabority. I don't know yeah, how you call it. It's Winston the white corgi. It was oh, a white corgi, you know. Okay, I took a photo okay. with it. Wow! <laughs> and he has been her her profile pic ever since. Yeah, it's been there <laughs> for so long. Yeah, it's like. Uh, yeah, I mean, where else in Singapore can you get 500 corgis all in the same uh, place? I, I you know? think you just need to, you know, head over to the, the group called like, Cor- Singapore, Singaporean Corgi nah, Owners I, Unite. I, I, and, I did attend a corgi yeah. beach day in Singapore, so, so but it was, was nowhere that scale. Okay, like, we, maybe we don't have 500 corgi yeah. owners in Singapore. Yeah, it was so cute. Oh That's my gosh, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess when you have a place that big, it allows you to have, you know, even niche events like, just a specific breed of a dog <laughs> can can like amount to like five hundred people. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's what's interesting. Uh, okay, okay. I think not just that because I think US is also so big. Uh, you, you can always do so many road trips to different areas. Um, like all their national parks are really really grand and really really big. Uh, and I personally did a hike on Yosemite, uh, which is really really nice. So, so yeah. I mean, I think it's not just US. I think I think as long as you get to travel, you get all these perks of you know knowing that the world. Is so big and knowing that the cultures are so different from what you imagine it to be yeah yeah, no. yeah were... so I think I mean I mean regardless of like which city or country that you go to but then I guess if you are part of NUS I mean just check out the program regardless <laughs> this I feels mean, like an ad now <laughs> it's really like quite life-changing is what the Tong said right and then the yeah. best part about this is that I mean um, for student exchange programs you actually have to fork out your own money, money. I guess but yeah. in this case you can because NOC is essentially a full-time internship right so you get paid and yeah. then I mean if you um, do your finances well it, I mean it can actually be sustainable yeah it is financially neutral yeah, yeah. so I think it's a really good experience to have lah and yeah. Yeah, I, I think for anyone who's fortunate enough to be able to try it, I think they should have definitely try to you know apply for it and and go for it. I think for the juniors, in case if you're a person who are who are thinking of uh, applying to NOC, we are from the batch NCSV twenty six. I, I don't know what's the number now. Every year they add two, know, right? I have no idea, man. So I'm thinking the last number should be thirty six, maybe or <laughs> at least thirty six or thirty seven. I think more than that. I think. It's been we about are older five, than you think. five to <laughs> oh my god, we have been working for five years, yeah. and and it happened maybe six or seven years. Yeah, yeah. So about right now, maybe the number is close to forty now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so that's that. That's the um. You know, we come to come to the end of uh, today's episode. It's basically you know our experience that we really cherish. Like, I would say this is really a, I would say mostly positive memories that we had in our uni days. 
Yeah, my only positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, A levels is round the corner. I mean, the results of A levels is round the corner for twenty twenty one. Uh, so we might be, you know, who knows? Maybe spending a spend an episode talking about university majors and whether whether one should think of taking business as uh, a major. Go computer science, man. <laughs> <laughs> or whether computer science is it still relevant? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We should we should actually yes. do another episode on, on that. Until then, uh, check us out on. Instagram is at the.t.podcast and let us know if you have any feedback or any other topics you want us to discuss. I think it'll be fun and if you're listening to this episode, let us know. Share it on uh, Instagram and uh, we'd be pleased to know that if uh, someone is listening to this. Is anyone listening to our podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bye to then. Bye.